Welcome to the Man Up to Cancer podcast. I'm Trevor Maxwell. I'm a stage four colon cancer survivor, and I've got a message for other men. You don't have to go through this alone. What does it mean to man up to cancer? It means reaching out instead of isolating. It means having the courage to accept help along the way. To me, manning up isn't just about being tough. It's about knowing that we're stronger and smarter as a pack than we are as lone wolves. All right, everyone. Welcome to the Man Up to Cancer podcast. It is Valentine's Day week, and this is perfect timing because I have a very loving couple with me today. I have the privilege of speaking with Mike Mancini and Carol Motika of beautiful Walcott, Connecticut. So (laughs) every cancer deserves a power couple. And for colorectal cancer, we have Mike and Carol. Good morning, lovely people. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. <laughs> I'm like, here. now's when you talk. You got this. For one time, Carol, Carol's quiet for the first time in her life, people. Let's mark this. <laughs> um, all right. Thanks for always having us. It's exciting to be able to be here with you. And we love you and we love what you're doing. And so we're so honored to be able to, you know, come here and speak um, oh, yeah. for the community, you know, the colorectal cancer community and for cancer in general with you. So thanks for having us. Absolutely. You know that I love you guys. Um, This is actually the third time I've interviewed you for one of my shows. So we talked in May of 2020. This was almost two years ago for the Stuck in the Man Cave series. That was the famous show in which I asked you what weapon you would use to fight off zombies during the apocalypse. And Carol answered, Mike answered very appropriately with a flamethrower. Carol answered with bug spray, which to this day kind of still boggles me but i think she has some secret knowledge that we don't have about zombies so anyways that was that show and then i had you on the this podcast episode 18 for anyone wanting to check that out that was november 2020 and i'll sort of just give the quick uh, quick down and dirty intro so mike and carol are both stage four colorectal cancer warriors carol is a recipient of a live donor liver transplant They are both well-known advocates for colorectal cancer awareness, screenings, improved treatments, all the stuff, and they've been most closely associated with Fight CRC, the tremendous organization led by Angie Davis. So Mike and Carol met and went all googly-eyed for each other at Call on Congress three years ago. Um, Call on Congress is Fight CRC's event where advocates go meet with legislators, and they've been loving on each other ever since then. Um, so yeah, that's my intro. Blowing on each other, that's all. Yeah, so I, I'm glad to have you guys back again today because you are two of my favorite humans and a lot has changed since that last episode. Um, so, you know, like Ferris Bueller taught us, Gen Xers, life moves pretty fast, right? It um, does, it does, yeah. So and you're in terms one of our of, favorite humans too. Thank you, Carol. <laughs> so in terms of your love story, you have some big news but before we get there, I do want people to understand what has been happening with Mike's health and his disease. So, Mike, for you know, we have a lot of people who follow the show who care about you. You are a um, beloved person in the Howling Place, which is Man Up to Cancer's Facebook group. Um, so I wanted you to, you know, we have a lot of people following you and the show. Could you give people an update around your health and what's going on with you and what's been happening recently? Yeah. Um, well, unfortunately, I wish I had better news. Um, but my disease is progressing um, in my liver, in my lungs, uh, in my sternum, you know, every, everywhere where, where it's at, it's, it's progressing. Um, my liver is really not happy at the moment. 
and it's given me a lot of pain. Um, I've got fluid in my lungs that I have a, had one drain removed already, but I still have another drain in, uh, and we drain it, you know, about three times a week in general, um, things aren't going well at all. Um, I've kind of exhausted pretty much all avenues of standard of care. Uh, and because of where I'm at with my liver and lungs, I don't really qualify for a, a clinical trial at the moment. Um, so I'm kind of out there in limbo land right now, trying to figure out what my next steps are going to be. So we had, um, and so how long has it, has it been now since your diagnosis? Um, June of 17 was my, when I was diagnosed. So okay. o- almost five years. Wow, man. So I visited with you guys, I don't know, maybe like a month ago. And at that point you were, you were trying to figure out, right? Like if, yeah, if there was still a treatment path available to you, whether it be off label or through a trial and, um, you were having some tough conversations with your various doctors. I know you consult with several teams. Um, so yeah, so, um, so in that past month, there hasn't been any other paths that have opened up to you. No, the, the thing that stinks is we do have some paths that we could pursue, but the problem lies in, in, and we all know this in the cancer space, you know, we have this fight with our body. And so a lot of those things that we really need to qualify for trials and to qualify for other opportunities, we get excluded from because of the limitations of the trial, which you could have a whole conversation on about, you know, the, 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 um, the efficacy of trials and how we need to extend the opportunities to more patients and lower the ideas of the qualifiers, because we're at that point now where we're experiencing the idea that we could try some things, but we don't qualify within the parameters of the alkaline phosphate levels or the liver enzyme levels, you know, things like that, that are, that really stink because we're willing to try we're willing to take the risk but the doctors don't want us in their trial because it could have a negative outcome on their trial so it stinks because we're in that place we're in that middle ground where treatment's not working and and maybe throwing stavarga and a couple other things at the cancer might make a difference but we can't because our liver enzymes are too bad and so it's It's, hard that's cruel i mean it really is you know, and there's so many people in that boat who are willing to to give things a shot and to not be able to even try paths because you're told, you know, they don't want you on a study because they think you're, you're probably going to die and that's going to bring down their data. Yep. You know, is that patient centered yeah. care? <laughs> that's a question we all have to ask and, and um, ask our physicians what's more important, the patient or the or the opportunity, you know, to um you know, extend the trial to the patient or is it, you know, how are we driven? I think, right. and, and that's really important what you said about patient centered care. And that is allowing more patients to participate in these spaces. You have trials that are open to 25 people and don't get me on my pedestal. I could go on and on about, I know, right? <laughs> you know, you have 25 people that can, and there's, you know, how many thousands of people that want to jump on these trials and try um, and, and have a chance at extending, even for a little bit extending, you know, our lives. This is our lives we're talking about. So it's hard. It's hard to be yeah. in that middle space and to try and push through um, and keep your body healthy. It's like roulette, you know, like it's like, you know, keep your body healthy enough to try these things. And if it if it doesn't, then sorry, you have to go back to the yucky chemo that is only going to give you so much and make your body sicker again. So it's right. It's so, 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 yeah. So, Mike, where's your head at? your heart at 
I don't know which one's speaking to you right now, but um, <laughs> yeah, if you want to share a little bit about how you're how you're coping with this. Yeah, it's hard. I mean, I just had a scan yesterday and read the results, you know, about an hour ago. <sighs> I haven't even talked to my doctor yet, but, I, you know, after four and a half years of doing this, you can understand what the results say. Exactly. Um, you know, and, and I'm, I guess I'm, you know, I'm scared. Um, I don't I don't want to die. Um, you know, there, there I had so much going for me in this world. And then I met this great girl and, you know, for it to have to come to an end quickly, it's not, uh, it's just very disappointing. Right. Um, you know, I, I hate to see her upset. And, um, you know, I guess for me, it's, it's, I, I, I'm trying to continue to live to, you know, all the, all this, the hype, I guess, that I brought to the table early on in this fight. Um, but my body's breaking down, you know, yeah. um, I'm weak. I lost a significant amount of weight. I lost all my muscle. Uh, I can't even work out anymore. So, you know, I can't do a lot of the things that I'd love to do. Um, I, now it's just a matter of, can I get up and make it through each day? Um, so it's disappointing because that's not really who I am. <clears throat> and, you know, and I feel, <clears throat> I feel weak. I feel frail. Yeah. Um, so it, it's challenging. You know, the, it's not just the physical challenge, it's the mental challenges as well. Um, you know, so I try to recall all of the things that I used to tell others um, to re-encourage myself. But, um, you know, some days are, are harder than others, for sure. Dude, I mean, just what you're doing here by talking to me and we're going to share this with, you know, the Man Up to Cancer community. I'm, I know Fight CRC will share this with, with the broader community. So like your stature as an advocate and someone willing to take on all of this and to speak about what it's like right now, going through everything you've gone through with your body and where you're at right now is so brave and, and so impactful. Like you have no idea, man. So you may feel frail and weak right now, but your stature as a friend and advocate is just monumental. Um, One of my friends told me, that, you know, I, I used to think that courage was this big thing that, you know, was exemplary of, of strength and, you know, it, you, it wasn't defined by being, you know, feeble or, but it really, the true courage right. lies in that everyday push to um, still be able to talk and to advance and, and to make a difference. And it, even in the midst of tragedy, you can push forward and that's what real courage is. And Absolutely. I think that's what Mike exemplifies. Oh my gosh. That's what our story exemplifies. <laughs> Total goosebumps for sure, because that is so true. Like, and I look at you right now, I, people can't, can't see him. This is just audio, but I get to do this zoom call with you guys this morning and I see the light, you know, I see the light in you. The, the light in Mike is bright. And no matter if he has the big muscles that we all know him for or whether he's got, you know, skinny yeah. arms, man, you are a bright light and, and nothing's changed that. Yeah. So um, thanks for sharing about what it really is, because we have so many people in the Man Up to Cancer community who are in that. It, it's funny. It's it's almost like this wave of people coming in and saying, yep, gotten bad news from my doctor, Got been told I don't have any more options. Uh, I'm trying to still figure it out and fight and be motivated, but I'm, you know, I'm at a loss. I'm scared going through all these mixed emotions. And so to have you here and tell people like what it is, uh, that's a big deal, man. Is, so is there anything else you comes to your mind right now about what you want to share with, with anyone else sort of being in the same place that you are? You know, for me, it was, I think growing up and having goals that I had set for myself that I think now I'm never going to be able to 
achieve. Um, you know, I always, I kind of, in some aspects feel like I failed at life. Um, yeah. but in other ways, you know, I look at some of the work I've done with advocacy and people who've told me, you know, I got a scan because of you, or I got my colonoscopy because of you and, 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 you know, and it saved my life, you know? Um, so I got wait, you know, take the good with the bad, but, um, I think sometimes, you know, I used to beat myself up because I never had kids of my own. Um, but maybe that's a blessing now because of how this is going to end, you know, um, and, and same, you know, with, with Carol and I, uh, doing what we've done recently, um, you know, I still, I, even though it's great, I still feel terrible that I'm going to be leaving her behind. <laughs> Cause you're such a responsible dude. I mean, <laughs> that's the thing. Like you think about a self-centered person. Yeah. Well, Mike is the opposite of that. Like, yeah. And that's been clear as we've gotten to know each other more. Like you're constantly thinking about, about what, you know, how are other people going to be impacted by what you're going through and the decisions you make? Um, so you're someone that holds those, those other people constantly in your thinking and in your heart. And I think I, I need to tell you right now that not everyone's like that, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> he does that every single day. And that's not just who he represents externally to everyone else. That's right. who he is every single day of his life. That's why I fell in love with this man. Um, mm. because he he that's he's just spews that out all over. Um <laughs> there's never a minute in this in this that he said um you know that it's unfair or you know it's it, it he uh he just pushes um even in the deep dark spaces when when you know we we curl up into each other yeah. you know and and wonder you know we just he's a light he's always that that's always who he is it's not just a front that he does here it's all the time absolutely I, and i had to like share some stern words with him when i visited and be like okay you, you it's okay if you sit here and watch a movie, you know, you don't need to be doing 24 seven for others. Like, you know, just chill out for a little bit, dude. You've been through a lot. <laughs> um, Angie, all right. Davis, Angie Davis said, you know, do it like Mike. Like that's what she wants to resonate, like what Mike is about. And she wants everybody in the advocacy space to really like do it like he does do it all the time. You know, it, whether it's in those little moments where, you know, you're talking to someone about your advocate, about, you know, um, about making it through the next minute of their life, you know, because sometimes let's face it, we yep. have cancer. We can't think ahead even 10 minutes. Um, it's, it's, it's how he does it all the time. And that's how we, we want to do it in the advocacy space for sure. Totally. And just to put a point on what he was, what Mike was just saying around, you know, having that impact on people, whether it's getting a colonoscopy, um, talking to someone, getting screening, getting, um, a second opinion, like all those things, the work that you have done, Mike, in that advocacy space and just being who you are has changed and you've saved lives and you've changed countless lives. You can't even see them. Like the ripple effect of what you've done goes so far beyond your vision and, and goes so far beyond, you know, into the future, years, decades, forever. It's, it's, it's something, it's a gift. So, all right, enough on that. I, we, we <laughs> need to, no more suspense. We are going to cut to the chase here and get to the, get to the theme of this show, which is love one cancer zero. <laughs> um, a few weeks ago, Carol, you let it be known that you and Mike were going to do a thing on Sunday, February 6th, and in typical cryptic Carol way, you're like, don't share about this. This is a secret. <laughs> Nobody knows this is going to be a thing. Um, 
All right, it's time to share with our audience what was the thing. You want me to share? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we had a surprise little wedding, and Mike and I tied the knot um, under um, with our friends, with our pastor here, and we had a commitment ceremony. So we are officially committed to each other um, under you know um, under the faith of our our, our savior and. Um, Beautiful. With the presence of our friends and the blessings of our families, um, we just decided to make it a little bit more official, even though we already, you know, it's not any different because we already we feel <laughs> the same. You know, we it doesn't it doesn't really matter, you know, for our emotional side. But we just wanted to put a stamp on it that, you know, we we love each other. And it's not about just this advocacy battle that we're in together, but we really do we have a life together. We, we, um, we're a family, um, and our families come together and we actually, in this bigger picture of the optics of the bigger picture is we represent more than just cancer. We represent a beautiful story of love. Absolutely. And I've seen the, I've seen, you know, since the secret was unveiled and you started sharing (laughs) about it on social media to your followings, um, beautiful, beautiful, beautiful pictures, um, and videos of just, uh, I mean, the happiness of that day is palpable. So what, so Carol, I'll ask you first, sort of what were mm-hmm. your, what were your emotions? What was that day like for you? You know, it's weird. Um, I wasn't nervous or, or, or scared at all. It was more, I was surreal. It was like just capping off what we already knew to be love and just mm. having, um, just our friends, just like say it in front of our friends. Of, of course, everybody already knows, you know, how special Mike is to me. And and I think, I think I can speak for Mike in saying how special I am to Mike. <laughs> Maybe he can give you different, a different opinion on that. <laughs> and by special, I mean, in a lot of ways. Yes, yes. <laughs> um, but no, I just think it was, it was really, it was honestly beautiful because um, for once in my life, um, I was able to set away. I love myself enough to know that um, this was the best thing I could do, even though, you know, what Mike and I face is, is scary that the best thing that's ever happened to me has been these past three years of my life. Well, besides yeah. my children, I guess that <laughs> second, <laughs> um, these have been the best three years of, of my life. I identified myself. I learned how to love myself. I learned how to take control of my own narrative of my life. And then Mike folded into that um, and our relationship blossomed and I, I certainly still struggle through the pains of, of cancer with it. But um, love, love resonated and love won that day. And for Mike and I, I think that's been our story is that love wins through everything that we go through. And that's really deep when it comes to Mike and I, because you can really say that like in a broad perspective. Oh, yeah, love always wins. But, you know, Mike and I have trudged down this really deep path of the ups and downs and I mean the deep downs of cancer and um to love somebody through that and um and be able to navigate your own emotions too is sometimes it's really ugly and so sometimes I'm super unlovable and to have somebody by my side that can love me and understand uniquely because he's in the same situation as I am right so we have that unique ability to be able to you know, to, to take that on together. It's the best thing that I, I could ever ask for. And I, Absolutely. I just and love for, him so much. For those of us who are your friends, we, we see that, you know, I mean, that's very clear. Um, so Mike, what about you? You, you know, you've talked earlier in this interview about how you've been feeling physically and, and how that can be so, you know, deflating and 
and just difficult and scary. But when I look at, when I looked at your photos from that day, man, you were, um, you seemed to just have this, like your face was going to break if you smiled anymore. Right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was a happy day. Um, yeah. a couple of my roommates from college had come down anyways for the weekend to visit and we were able to surprise them, uh, with that, you know, a little ceremony. Um, unfortunately yeah. we couldn't do anything legally because of, you know, we're on disability and <clears throat> heaven forbid you get married and they want to take benefits away from you. So, um, <clears throat> you know, but, you know, I think just, it, just to say that we're committed to each other, um, in front of our friends and family and God, um, that was really what it was about. Um, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I, Carol, if, if people don't know at this point how important Carol is to me, then they just haven't been paying attention. Um, you know, I, I mean, I know I kind of keep my emotions in check uh, from time to time, especially publicly. Um, but, you know, when Carol and I are together alone, you know, she knows how much I love her and I tell her all the time. She yeah. tells me way more than I tell her. Um, <laughs> but <clears throat> I think, yeah. you know, it's, it's, you know, and for us, it started, for me anyways, it started back in 2019 when we were, uh, did the climb for a cure and um, we climbed Mount Flora together and she just stayed by my side the whole way. And there were times where, you know, I was struggling and she encouraged me to keep moving forward. And there were other times where she was, you know, winded and tired and, you know, and I stayed, we, we stopped together, we took breaks together and we endured that mountain together from the very bottom all the way up to the top and back down. And, you know, that was, and I tell her all the time, I said, that was the moment that I really fell in love with Carol uh, because I knew no matter what, she was going to be by my side. Oh, damn. <laughs> Isn't that again? <laughs> <laughs> we got it. We have it. It's recorded. Um, so when did you decide to do this thing? Um, a couple weeks ago. Yeah, I mean, it was probably like a month. I mean, we had talked about it once before, and then it kind of fizzled out. And then, um, you know, I think when my health condition started to keep worsening, um, we just, you know, that's when it was really like, okay, let's do something here. Yeah, You know, I can, yeah. and I'll jump in and say, you know, we've, Mike and I have had to do some things that bottom line, no one wants to do. We've had to make some choices and we've had to go do some really ugly things because of what we're facing. And for us, we try our best. And I think Mike and I can attest, we try to suck up every minute of joy that we can. Um, and for us, just having a little bit of joy flow into all the, the really dark stuff that we've had to do recently, I think was just a, it was a really a great way of just saying, we have control of this. You know, we're going to write this narrative. We're not mm. going to allow cancer to write it. Um, and that's how, that's who we are as people. And that's who we are as a couple. Um, we are defined by cancer. We're defined by love and we're defined by the moments that we do love in a big way. Um, and that might be in the way we just curl up together on the couch and watch a movie, or it might be going, you know, to climb a big mountain, but we, we try and encapsulate all those moments of joy. And, and, and since we've always said that that was what we wanted to do, and that was how we defeated cancer and defined us, we just felt like we needed to affirm that through the joy of a ceremony and a celebration during this crappy pardon my pun no pun intended but yeah, yeah. they're in this crappy space that you know that we're in we, we yeah. need to set some light and have some joy and say you know what we're living through this and we're gonna love and 
you know, press on together, hands in hands. hundred percent. And the, the beautiful thing about it is that you have the superpower of having access to love in a way that most people who haven't gone through your experiences maybe don't have access to. And I say this a lot about us cancer patients is that we do have that superpower of loving with more intensity. Oh, we lost Carol. No, she's no I'm back. Sorry. The dog. Oh, there she is. Bell. She's here. Um, <laughs> because I just jotted this out. The love wins phrase to me has just resonated so deeply on a couple levels because I know you guys and I know, I know what that means for you. Yeah. And it says to me that it's so it's worth it because cancer can devastate us. It can break us in so many ways. It can, you know, what we go through as patients it takes us through so much hardship mm-hmm. and so much pain, physical pain, emotional pain. You, you know, it is it's we go through these places that are you you can't even you wonder if you're ever going to be able to endure it. And you do and you get through. And so having gone through that, those the darkest of dark and to be broken and, and go through that. The flip side of that is that the, exactly what you're talking about, Carol, which is those, you can experience that joy with such intensity because you've been in the Valley that, that you just, you know, that, that joy, that love. And ultimately many of us will die from our disease, but cancer cannot destroy or even diminish the love that you and Mike share for one another, because that love is eternal and so far beyond the physical forms that that you guys have and and your expression of that through this ceremony was like just off the charts impactful <laughs> yeah you know and, yeah. and I, I like what you said about that because it's true it truly is it resonates to who again back to who we are and i think bottom line is that's how we want people to remember the part of the story of colorectal cancer that we got to be privileged to be a part of or are a part of is that, you know, as we, we want everybody else to know that it's, you know, it's it's okay to feel shitty and it's okay to like go through the things that you're you're going through. And and but but bottom line is we want people to remember and hopefully it affects one person and, and it says to them, gosh, I got to go on living. I got to go on doing yes. my life while I'm, and there's so many of us that are young and that are facing this disease in our twenties and thirties. And, you know, we want people to look back and as a, as a, as a reflection of us, not that we succumb to this yucky thing, but that we lived and loved through it. Um, I think that's how we want to be remembered in, in the space that we get to be privileged to be a part of in this, in this 100%. And you continue to, and that's the thing, like, look at you two today, like facing it together, loving one another, um, sitting side by side, you know, your story is still ongoing. Well, and that's Trevor, that's honestly, I think that's a lot of the reason why a lot of us do this stuff, right? That's why we advocate. We, we, we tell our stories in a public space, um, because we want to make somebody else feel okay about what they're going through, whether it's for a minute, whether it's for a second, whether it's for, you know, weeks and months, we want them just to have a glimpse that, you know, people can manage this and you don't have to be scared to live life. You don't have to live on the edge, but you can, 
you know, you can live on the edge and still do life, you know, because that's where we're at, you know, bottom yes, line is, yes, yes. we all are in this space. We're like, crap, this, you know, but I think, you know, that's why we do what we do in this. We, we tell our story pretty openly and we, you know, we're pretty, we're, we're pretty, you know, we have pretty good, um, expressions of honesty when it comes to what's going on with with Mike and I on social media and you know but bottom line is that's why it is because we want people to know that it hurts um it hurts to go through this but it's also beautiful um and that's the story um is that it it it's hurt it hurts to love but it's beautiful to love and I would never ever I would take the hurt a million times over to have the love because the love wins. The love wins over all the hurt. That's it. And that's the message that you're sending to the world. <laughs> that's the gift that you're giving to the world <clears throat> in the face of, of this disease, this hideous disease, and in the face of your own mortality, you have made the conscious choice and actions to not lay down, to not just say, well, you know, it's not worth it. You've made the choice to say it is worth it. And our love is, is going to lift us through this time, however much it is you have. And who knows, as you always say, like that's up to God, but you're making that choice to, to embrace love in the face of these really difficult things that you're going through. Without love, there's nothing. And we've been able to do through love, through us being able to love each other and and recognize um, what we offer to each other. We've been able to do some really amazing things. We've had the privilege of being able to do, to share our story in some really amazing spaces to affect people. And then, you know, we've done, you know, we've been able to do some really cool work, you know, with like the Mike Mancini Hero Fund and those kind of things, you know, we've done that. And then we've also stayed true to ourselves. We've also, you know, like, with the Mike Mancini Hero Fund, we've stayed true to our core values. And then we've also stayed true to our own space where we get to have, people might not recognize or know this, but we get to have those intimate moments of love where we're just, you know, we're just doing little things and taking it all in. And, you know, we go, we go as much as I'll drag him out of the house and go for a drive, you know, I'm like, let's go for a drive. And yeah. we just have a moment of joy through the, the stuff that we're going through. And that's love. A simple drive, you know, so we've tried to stay true to all those principles. So do the best with what you got. <laughs> yeah, I think that's pretty much all there is to say at this point. Um, it's hard. It's yeah. freaking hard. Like Mike said before we even started recording, he's like, I, there's so much he wants to do and accomplish and, and, and you know. It's all one big mess of uh, of good and bad, right? Of of beauty and hardship, and I mean, well, I, I want to yeah. I go ahead, Mike. The Carol, when uh, you know when we first got together, was um, are you sure you want to do this? Because the you know the odds are it's not going to turn out well for at least one of us, <laughs> right? Um, you know, but we forged ahead, um, and you know, and that's what you do in both love and cancer, right? You got to forge ahead put your head down and push through. And, um, you know, <clears throat> if I do pass away from cancer, um, you know, cancer doesn't win. 
cancer goes away at that point, but my love for Carol will always be there. You know, and, and I hope everybody knows that and realizes that. And um, that, that's what this weekend was really all about. It was about, you know, us committing to each other that our love is just always going to be there for one another. Beautifully said, man. I talk too much, so I'm just going to shut up at this point and we're going <laughs> to, we're going to close the show because some of the things that you, and what you just finished up with was just a, just a beautiful, beautiful sentiment. So I guess we'll just end by saying, I love you guys. I'm proud of you. So, f- so effing proud of you guys. Um, and thank you for sharing the inside of your story. Like, thank you for opening up and sharing this with people in the cancer community and anyone else who might come across this because it's important. And yeah, I'll just leave it at that. Thank you guys. I love you. Thank you. We love love you too. Thanks for listening to the man up to cancer podcast. If you want to support our mission, visit patreon.com backslash man up to cancer. Monthly subscriptions start at five bucks, less than a single cup of coffee at some establishments. And if you know a man struggling with the isolation that cancer can bring, let him know about us. The Wolfpack doors are always open. 